A very pleasant and good day to all of you, my brothers and sisters in the faith. Happy Sabbath day to all of you once again. And may Yahuwah's blessings be upon us all today, my beloved brethren. As we continue to study the different messages given by our King Yahusha to the seven assemblies, we come to the assembly of Smyrna. Smyrna is a little bit of background, my beloved brethren, was a seaport city about 35 miles north of Ephesus, the assembly that we learned last week. And also been described as the most beautiful of the seven cities. The seven cities were the seven assemblies of Yahusha were located mainly in Asia Minor, mentioned by the Apostle John in the book of Revelations. Now, if we still remember the message of our king to the seven assemblies includes the following. What are they? His commendations, are Yahusha's rebukes, exhortations, promises, and his title or character. So, as we follow along in our lesson today, please keep this in mind so that we, the members of the assembly of Yosha in these last days, may also benefit from the teachings of our King Yahusha and may give honor and glory to our loving Yahuwah, our Elohim. So in our last worship service, we learned the message given to the assembly in Ephesus. And today, we will learn and study the message given to our brethren, there in Smyrna. So what is, what is our King Yahusha's message to the assembly in Smyrna? Let us begin our studies today by reading Revelations chapter 2. The verse is 8 to 9. To the angel of the church in Smyrna write, This is the message from the one who is the first and the last, who died and live again. I know your troubles. I know that you are poor, but really you are rich. I know the evil things said against you by those who claim to be Jews, but are not. They are a group that belongs to Satan. What is the message from our king to the assembly of Smyrna? That he knows what is going on in their lives. Same thing as he knows what's going on in our lives today, beloved brethren. Just because Yahusha is in heaven and we are here on earth, does not mean he is not involved in our lives. He knows and he cares. How much does he care? He cares for us so much that he made emphasis of it by saying, I know. I know in this verse. He said it how many times? Three times. So Christ wants us to know that he knows. Now let me ask you this, beloved brethren. Knowing that Christ knows, does it make a big difference to us? Absolutely. What is the first I know? That Yahushua mentioned to us. He says, I know your troubles. When we are in trouble, we sometimes think that Christ does not know about it. But he knows. What else that Yahushua knows? He knows that even though we are poor in the eyes of people of this world. But in the eyes of Yahuwah, he says, we, we are truly rich. Now, what does our king meant by that statement? Let us continue our lesson by reading the book of James, chapter 2, the verse is 5. Listen, my dear brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him, who are poor but are rich in the sight of Yahuwah? Those 
who are rich in faith. Brethren, keep this in mind. As the disciples of our King and the true children of our Yahuwah Allahim, we, we do not live our lives by the standards of this world. For this world is not our true home. Where is our true home once again? In heaven, where our King is at this moment, where He is preparing a place for us. That should be our focus right now. So the exhortation from the message of our King is this. Focus not, not on the riches of this world, but on the things that will make us rich in our faith. That should be our focus. What does it mean or what must we do to be rich in faith? Here in 1 Timothy chapter 6, the verse is 18 to 19. Let them do good that, what they, that they be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. What does it mean? Or what must we do to be rich in faith? We must do our best to work hard to be rich in good works. What are good works? Work for the advancement, advancement of the kingdom of God. So those who are truly rich are those that are rich in what? Good works. Why? What will happen to material wealth in this life? Sooner or later, it will all disappear. It all be gone. How about our good works? They will become good foundation for the time to come. What do we do? What do we do when we do good works? We are storing up good foundation, a foundation for our salvation where we may lay hold on to eternal life. Can the riches of this world buy us eternal life, brethren? You can be as rich as the Bill Gates or Elon Musk of the world, but no amount of wealth can ever give you eternal life. Only, only through our King Yahushua can we receive salvation. Now, if we are well off in life because we work hard, that's good. And there's nothing wrong with that, beloved brethren. But the message of our king for us today is this. Don't ever work, don't ever forget to work hard or work harder to be rich in good works. For good works, we are laying a foundation for the time to come so that we may lay hold on eternal life. What else does Yahushua know about our life regarding our life today, beloved brethren? Here in Revelation chapter 2, the verse is 9. I know your troubles. I know that you are poor, but really you are rich. I know the evil things said against you by those who claim to be Jews, but are not. They are a group that belongs to Satan. What else does our King Yahushua know? He says, I know the evil things said against you. What is more painful than that sometimes, beloved brethren? When people that we know speak evils against us, especially when they are our friends or even our loved ones. For example, did we not 
have things said to us when we decided to proclaim the true name of our loving Abba, Yahuwah, and his beloved son, Yahusha? I did for sure. I would like to share with you something right now, beloved brother. And the first time I started proclaiming the name of Yahuwah in my social media, I would get comments like, oh, you must belong to that group. Right? Then followed by a LOL or a laughing emoji. And again, when we decided to observe the Sabbath, to keep it holy because it is one of the commandments of Yahuwah, again, we receive what? Backlash from different groups. But you know what, beloved brethren? Painful it may be to us. But don't ever forget this. It's better, much better to be recipient of evil speaking than the source of evil speaking. Why? Why do we say that, beloved brethren? What must we never do when, we, when there are those who speak evil against us? Let us read the book of Romans, chapter 12. The verse is 19. 21, the Apostle Paul writes, Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says Yahuwah. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. What must we never do when there are those who speak evil against us? Never take revenge. Why? Why must we never take revenge? I will take revenge. I will pay them back says Yahuwah our Elohim. We live it the righteous judgment of who? Yahuwah our God. What instead must we do with our enemies? He says, feed them when they are hungry and give them something to drink when they are thirsty. I believe that as human beings in this world, this may be one of the hardest things to do, especially when it comes to our what? Enemies. But we don't belong in this world. We belong, to, we belong to Yahuwah, the two children of our Allahim, and the disciples of our king, Yahusha. And as followers of our king, what did he exemplify when it comes to obeying the law of Yahuwah? Not only must we follow it by the letter of the law, but most of all, by the spirit of the law. And we've learned this before, beloved brethren. That is why the message of the Apostle Paul here to the Romans was what? To feed. Feed your enemies. If they are what? Hungry. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. And our King Yahushua himself really explained it further when it comes to obeying this by the Spirit of the law when it comes to our enemies. How is that? He writes in Matthew 5, if we still remember, he says, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. My brothers and sisters in the assembly, this is not easy to do. But again, we are the true followers of our King Yahusha, are we not? And we must do our best to 
to live by these principles, just like the members there in the assembly of Smyrna. What is the principle that we must follow whenever there are people who speak evil is against us? We must not let evil conquer us, but conquer evil by doing good. That, that, beloved brethren, is what our Lord Yahuza exemplified in his life while he was here in this world. And that is also what we must strive for as his true disciples so that we can be more and more like our King. Our lesson, my beloved brethren, will now be continued by our brother. Thank you. Shabbat Shalom, brothers and sisters in the faith. Last week, when we talked about the congregation of Ephesus, the emphasis was on maintaining our first love, love for Yahuwah and love for Yahusha, not only in terms of service, but especially of devotion and loyalty and affection. And so we are to love Yahuwah and Yahusha with all of our being, our heart, our mind, by means of works, so that we can be pleasing uh, to our father, Yahuwah Abba. Now, when we turn to the congregation of Smyrna, the theme that comes up is the theme of suffering. And so the congregation or ecclesia there in Smyrna was severely persecuted and endured great many sufferings. Yet despite all of this, according to what we read, the message of Yahusha to the assembly there in Smyrna, the congregation there is unique in a sense that they were not given a rebuke. Yes, they endured suffering in the form of hardship, in the form of persecution and trouble and pain, in the form of evil speaking when people spoke negatively and accused them of evil things. Nobody wants to go through that. The congregation in Smyrna, they endured all of that, yet they were able to remain faithful to our King Yahusha. So they received no rebuke, only commendations for our King, from our King Yahusha. However, there was an exhortation that our King Yahusha gave to the congregation in Smyrna. What was that? Let's read Revelation 2, 10 to 11. Don't be afraid of what you were about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer for 10 days. But if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you the crown of life. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what, is say, what he is saying to the churches. Whoever is victorious will not be harmed by the second death. So what was the exhortation of our King Yahusha to the congregation there in Smyrna? Our king says, do not be afraid. Now, why does our King Yahusha exhort the congregation in Smyrna not to be afraid? Because Yahusha is warning them that things are about to get bad. Things are about to get worse. If you're suffering now, in just a matter of time, it's going to get a lot worse. Why? Our King Yahusha says the devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer for 10 days. And so the congregation of Smyrna, they were exhorted by our King Yahusha that they must not be afraid of what is about to happen. We know in these last days there are many things that are 
on its way to happening that will also test our faith. This is why we can learn so much from the congregation there in Smyrna. And so when our King Yahushua said, you're going to have to endure great suffering, what did that represent? It represented persecution from the Roman emperor, the Caesars, because during the days of the first century, the people or inhabitants, the citizens of Smyrna, once a year, they have to go to the, the public place. It's called the Agora. We can see a picture of that. This is the Agora, which is a public gathering place in Smyrna. Once a year, what they would do is gather in this public place. It's like the center town, the town square, and there will be Roman soldiers there. They will set up tables, and there will be Roman clerks. And so what the, Smyr the, the, Congre the people of Smyrna would do is they would fall in line, and individually, they were to pledge loyalty and allegiance to Caesar. The way they do this is when they fall in line, each one, when they pass by the table, they take a pinch of incense, and they throw it into the fire. And so when the fire goes poof, they were supposed to say out loud with conviction, Caesar is Lord. When you were able to say Caesar is Lord, they would give you a ticket that would provide security for you in Smyrna. However, if you were not willing to do that, if you did not say Caesar is Lord, the Roman clerks would, will note down your name and then you would be visited to be arrested or to cause you to recant or to throw you into the wild beast. And so this would happen once a year, a mandatory declaration of loyalty. This is why our king, Yahushua said, be, do not be afraid of what is about to happen. But what is the promise of our King Yahushua to those who are able to overcome, to those who are victorious in the passage we read in Revelation 2, 10 to 11, our King Yahushua says, if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you a crown of life. And so Yahushua has a promise of life everlasting. And so when Yahushua returns, they will rule together with our King Yahushua because they will not be overcome or harmed by the second death. And so this was the promise of our King Yahushua to the assembly in Smyrna. And so when we look at the message of our King Yahushua, collectively, when we look at his exhortation, when we look at the commendations of our king, we can put together a list of commandments from Yahusha that was given to Smyrna, which is applicable and relevant for each and every one of us today. Number one, be faithful, even in afflictions, persecutions, and oppression. The congregation in Smyrna, they went through all that, but they remained faithful. Number two, be faithful even in poverty and hardships. Number three, be rich in faith and good works. Number four, do not take revenge on those who slander, speak evil, and insult you. Number five, do not be afraid of suffering and tribulation. And number six, pass the test of faith, even if it means choosing death. And so the congregation in Smyrna, they were praised by our King Yahushua because they went through great suffering and endured it. However, it's not just the congregation in Smyrna who will go through suffering and pain. 
according to scriptures, who must, in other words, it's not an option, who must also experience suffering and trouble and persecution in this life. Let's read what it says in the book of First Peter, chapter 4, 12 to 13. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. It's not just the congregation of Smyrna who is called upon to endure suffering, who also must go through suffering. Those who belong to Yahushua, the disciples of our King, including we who are alive today and profess faith in our King Yahushua. What did the Apostle Peter say when he wrote this letter to the congregations who belong to Yahushua? Apostle Peter says, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through. Sometimes when people go through a test, they begin to question their faith. It's a normal human response. When bad things begin to happen to us, we ask the question, why? Apostle Peter is giving us the answer to the question, why? Why is this happening to me? Why am I going through sickness? Why am I going through poverty, hardship, and oppression? Why am I going through so many troubles? Apostle Peter says, it is because these trials make you what? Partners with Christ. You see, if you want to truly belong to Christ Yahushua, we are incorporated into his body. And to accept that Yahushua becomes our head, to accept that we become part of his body, then we have to be partners with him, including partners in his suffering. This is why before our King Yahushua called upon individuals to receive baptism, before they would accept the gospel, they have to accept his truth. If you want to be my disciple, you have to be willing to carry your cross. And that cross signifies great suffering in our life. Why does our King Yahushua require that we be partakers of his suffering? Because when we become partners with Christ in suffering, the flesh, our old self, slowly begins to die. And our new self begins to emerge. What is this new self? It is that part that makes us more and more like Yahusha each day. And so we need to endure suffering because suffering produces character that makes us like our King Yahusha. But what is the blessed news from this letter of the Apostle Peter? He says, you may be partners with Yahusha in suffering, but when he returns, you will be partners with him in his glory. He will return. And when he does return, it will be glorious. And when that happens, we will be filled with wonderful joy. To be partners with Christ in suffering means to be partners with him in his joy and in his glory. And so, brethren, be glad when we have to become partners with Yahushua in his suffering. 
but what must we do so that we can overcome that suffering? Let's read the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 16 to 18. That is why we never, we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. Are we going through some kind of trouble now? Are we enduring some kind of suffering now? What must we do? What is the message of the Apostle Paul to each one of us? Apostle Paul says, never give up. Never quit. Keep going until we finish our race. What must we do so that we will not give up and instead we'll be able to endure until the end? We have to learn what it means. We need to fully practice living by faith and not by sight. Apostle Paul teaches us how to do that. Who are those who live by sight? They only focus on what they can see. You know, when we live by sight and we only focus on what we can see, we're going to be overwhelmed by stress. Because when we look around us, what do we see? Troubles, uh, pain, suffering. There's a lot of negativity that people can see, that people can sense. If our focus is on what we can see, then we're going to be driven to the ground. We will be overwhelmed by anxiety. We will be destroyed. Apostle Paul says, no, don't live by sight. Yes, that's the normal human response. As human beings, we are affected immensely by what we see, what we hear. Brethren, there's a better way to live. Do not live by, by sight. Live by what? Live by faith. How can we live by faith? Instead of focusing on the trouble. Apostle Paul says, focus on what they produce for us. Because he says, the troubles... At present, they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. This is why we should focus on that glory that is to come. We cannot see that now. It is invisible now. But that's what it means to live by faith. Apostle Paul went through so much. There was a big difference in his life ever since he embraced the faith of Yahushua. Ever since then, he received persecution, oppression. He was afflicted with so much pain and suffering. Yet, to him, when he was weak, he became strong. Because he understood that all of that pain is producing for him a glory that vastly outweighs all of the suffering and tribulation. And so, brothers and sisters, let us learn to practice living by faith and to help us to live by faith. If we are to focus our faith upon the things we cannot yet see, what should we remember about our King Yahushua that would inspire us to live by faith? Let's read 
the book of Revelation chapter 2 and the verses 8 to the angel of the church in Smyrna write. This is the message from the one who is the first and the last who died and lived again. When we go through the seven assemblies, there's always a part in the message of our King Yahusha where he introduces an aspect of himself to a congregation that we need to meditate upon. You see, brothers and sisters, if we want to live by faith, let us live by faith in our King Yahushua. To live by faith in our King Yahushua, we need to meditate upon his character, upon who he truly is. There's so many aspects about our King Yahushua. We need to learn more and more about him because the more we know about him, the more we develop faith in him, the more we're able to love him with all of our heart. And Yahushua here says, I am the first and the last. And then he says to the congregation in Smyrna, I am the one who died, but lived again. When the people in Smyrna were going through so much pain and death and suffering, this was a source of inspiration. Because the people there in Smyrna, they were afraid to die. But Yahushua says, do you know who I am? I am the one who died, but I lived again. And so when they remember that, when they focus on that, when they believe and grasp that with faith, they were no longer afraid of death because their king, he died once, but he did not remain in the grave. He rose from the grave on the third day, and he now sits in glory at the right hand of Abba. And Yahushua's promise is that we will be like him too. And so there's no reason for us to be overwhelmed, to be afraid of death, to be afraid of suffering. Yahushua has conquered all of this. And so even now, while we wait for our king to come back, what is his exhortation to all of us, especially those we who live in these last days? Let's read the final passage of our studies today in the book of John. 16, 22 to 24. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the father directly and he will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart because I have overcome the world. What is the instruction of our King Yahushua? To all of us today who are experiencing trials and sorrows in life, our King Yahushua is telling us that we can overcome because the one we follow has overcome the world. Here on earth, our King says, you will have many sorrows, but take to heart. In other words, be inspired by this. That even though we go through so many sufferings and pain, we will overcome them 
But what is the key to overcoming them? Find peace in our King Yahushua. That's why he told us all of this. Because he wants us to find peace in him. In the world, there's a lack of peace. But in Yahushua, we find the true and lasting peace. Find that peace in him. And you know what is attached to the peace of our King Yahushua? It is abundant joy. Yahushua says when he comes back, when, he, when we see him again, we will be given this joy that no one can ever take away from us. We cannot wait for that day. When that trumpet sounds and we see our king descend from heaven, that we can be with him forevermore in the clouds. When we are harpazoed, can you imagine the day? It will be filled with wonderful and abundant joy. But even now, even before that day happens, we can still have joy. You notice what our king Yahushua says? Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. Our King Yahushua says, why don't you pray? I have given you my name so that you can ask from the Father directly. You can pray on your own. I have given you my name. Ask directly. Ask in my name. And Yahuwah will not only give us peace. He will give us abundant joy despite the sorrows that we are going through. Brethren, the Roman soldiers were confused when the disciples of Yahushua would fall in line. And one by one at the Agora, they would refuse to accept and to say Caesar is Lord. They were confused because all they had to do was do that even if they did not mean it. It was just a couple of seconds to drop that incense into that fire. And say Caesar is Lord. And you would be safe. And you would have peace there in Smyrna. Roman soldiers were confused. Why could they not do that? You know why? It's because they loved Yahushua. It's because of their faith and loyalty in our king. Yahushua. What confused the Roman soldiers even more? Even though they were arrested. Even though they were thrown into the wild beast, they were filled with joy. That's because they did not live for this life. They lived for the life to come. They lived for their king. Can you imagine if you were among the disciples of Yahushua in Smyrna and you would fall in line? I'm sure when they were in line, they prayed using the name of Yahushua. And when they prayed to Abba, Father, give me strength. When they fell in line and it was their turn to pledge their loyalty to Caesar, they cried out, Yahushua is my Lord. And when they were able to do that, immediately the peace that surpasses all understanding was in their heart. And they were filled with joy. Brethren, what are we going through now? What sorrow and suffering are we enduring now? Why not go to the Father and say, Father, help me. Why not go to our King Yahushua? My King, help me. Because when we cry help to the one who can help us, we will receive it. The peace, the joy, and we will be able to endure great suffering 
and receive abundant joy when our King returns to us. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father, Yahuwah, Almighty Elohim, we, your people, are here. We stand before you as your sons and daughters. We bear the precious name of your son. When you look at each and every one of us, you are moved with compassion because we have been washed, redeemed by the blood. We are now your people. You wanted this for us. Even before the world was made, you had plans for each and every one of us. Thank you, loving Abba. Thank you, gracious Yahuwah, for up to this point in our life, even after enduring pain and suffering, we are still with you. We are in your safekeeping. Praises be unto you, our King Yahushua. We long for your voice. We beg you now as we pray as a congregation, speak to our hearts. We long to hear you. You are our king. We will be loyal to you, not to anyone else here on earth, but to you, our Lord and Savior. Be with us because we know we have to go through great suffering, but we will gladly do it. We will endure all of it if it means becoming a partner with you in suffering. Oh, King, when we pray to you, all we ask is to feel your presence that will inspire us, that will move us to action. It will give us strength to endure how we long to feel your embrace. Please take the time now, one by one, visit every home visit every individual when you see someone enduring pain enduring sickness please touch us please send your miracle please heal us please teach us to place our faith in you teach us to live by faith always affixed always focusing on you the author and perfecter of our faith Father, thank you so much for listening to our prayers. Bless us with more strength and with more love to practice. Bless our children as well, that wherever they may be, they may be able to follow your teachings and make you as their topmost priority in life. We believe, Father, that you will be with us. And we also include in this prayer, may you bless those who will be going to Israel soon. Bring us safely to our destination. Protect us from harm and danger. And may you help us to fulfill our purpose. To proclaim your name. Yahuwah Elohim. That Father, we can be your instruments. That the light may be seen. And you may be glorified most of all. We believe, Father, that you have listened to our prayers. For we ask and beg everything. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.